on this episode of Real Life, Real Equity. So why, why, is, why are systems important? It's very important, okay? Yes. It comes down to this. If you don't have any systems, see what, what systems do is they actually spit out data. Welcome to Real Life, Real Equity podcast with your host, Justin and Keisha Brooks. Hey, welcome to the show. Our goal is to share with you real-life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing ease to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. Welcome to the show. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Real Equity. We have a very special guest today on the show. Welcome to the show, Mr. Marco Robert. How's it going, guys? Nice to be here. I'm super excited. Absolutely. Yes, heard so much about you. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I met you on LinkedIn and we were just serendipitously had a conversation and it was uh, a really, really good conversation. I said, man, this is going to be perfect. So, you know, to go first before we get into the conversation we had, and let me preface this so uh, our audience is aware: you have done turnarounds. You've actually helped businesses become their own consultants and turn their yeah. own businesses around. You've done turnarounds. You've helped businesses become their own turnaround agents, and so that's kind of the preface. Just know that that's what we're getting to. Um, but talk to us a little bit about your background. Tell us where you came from, where you grew up, what. What kind of got you started? Yes, thank you so much, Justin. I appreciate it. So I'm French-Canadian, right? So I'm, I'm originally born and raised from, from northern Quebec. My family has been there for about 350 years, right? So oh, we've, wow. we've, been, we've been in North America for, from forever, right? And um, <clears throat> I was always entrepreneurial. My parents actually owned businesses. So it was clear in my mind that I was going to own businesses. I went through high school in the 1980s where most people were saying, hey, you know, I want to become an engineer. I'm going to become a doctor. Mm -hmm. This guy here always said he was going to become a business owner. My whole life, that was my dream, right? So I got a business degree. Then after graduating, I figured, you know, I should probably work for the man for a few (laughs) years just to to gain some confidence. Right. So that's what I did. And um, one of the things that kind of surfaced very early on, very soon after I graduated, is I started to realize, because I always wanted to, become, I wanted to become a business owner. So I started to realize there's a lot of businesses out there that fail. Yeah. See, I was yeah. gone for a few years, and I moved back to Montreal after college. And I'm rem- I remember walking down the street and saying, hey, this is where I used to buy my jeans. That store is gone. What's going on? And I just realized, man, there's a lot of businesses that actually fail. And that's kind of what started me with this ambition of becoming a business person and realizing that most businesses actually fail. So I embarked on this journey of trying to understand why is it that businesses fail and what do I have to do if I don't, if I don't want to fail? Right. So uh, very early on, I became a big reader. I became a big fan of Tony Robbins. And I was reading and reading and reading. And very quickly, I understood, or at least I theorized, that what made a business successful was systems. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Later on, I became acquainted with Michael Gerber's books, you know, uh, the E-Myth and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny, actually, today, Michael is a friend of mine. Funny, funny nice. coincidences. But I became acquainted with his stuff maybe when I was in my 30s. But basically, him and I reached the same conclusions, that in order to succeed in business, a business needs to be systemized, right? Yep. So, <clears throat> so I played with that. I was a manager of a hotel. And... 
And I was able to turn around a hotel in the early 1990s. Then I actually took over a restaurant, turned around that restaurant. But then I went to my girlfriend and I said, you know, baby, I think I'm really onto something here. This idea of systematizing seems to be working really well. So I said, let's start our own business. So we started our own businesses. We, we did very well, very quickly. So by the time I was 30 years old, I had sold my businesses. I was sitting on the beach in Mexico trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. Mm. And it's a, tough, uh, to, it's a tough problem to have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tough problem. <laughs> so, so within about within about a year, we moved, we ended up moving to California, and um, my wife had a job. She's in the she's my ex wife today, right? Yeah. She was in the pathology, so she managed laboratory. So she she's the reason why we moved to California. She got invited. Canadians need visas to move to the, the United States. So she's the one who got us the visa. Okay. But that was awesome. So now, you know, this French Canadian kid who's used to, you know, mostly living in the cold. Now I'm actually a California boy. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And for the first few weeks, I, did, I really didn't have anything to do. She's the one who was working, but I didn't have anything to do. So, so eventually I got bored of not doing much. And I said, I wonder what I could do. And I thought all of everything I learned about business, maybe I could start helping other business owners. Mm -hmm. So I started consulting. And um, one of the first things that I realized is that I was looking for a system. How do we consult? There's got to be a system, right? Right. In the restaurant industry, I own restaurants. In the restaurant industry, there are systems. Mm -hmm. But I could not find a system for consulting. So I created one. (laughs) (laughs) I created a system for consulting. And... Today, the system is called BOSS for Business Optimizing Strategic System, right? And it's all the processes that, that anybody needs in order to actually make a business more successful. So within a couple of years, a couple of friends of mine in California who also work consultants heard about my methodology and they're like, dude, this is really cool. We should team up together and we, maybe we can create a firm that's what we did. In 2004, we, we, we launched our own actual management consulting firm. Wow. And I was, I was tasked with leading the firm. And that's what I did. I, I led that firm from 2004, 2010. And at the end, I had about 12 consultants working for me. I had a team of salespeople. And basically what I did is I used that methodology that I created to train consultants so that they could go out there and work with business owners and make businesses more successful. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> that, was the, that, that was the beginning of the journey. Yeah. But starting around 2008, 2009, I was kind of, I think I was burning out. Mm. Yeah. My marriage was going nowhere. I was working really hard, but I was working just to pay the bills. I was making good money, but I was not, I was burning out. Mm-hmm. I didn't like my life anymore. So I hired a coach. Well, so I went back to the Tony Robbins, you know, Mm-hmm. And I went back to their organization and I ended up hiring one of their coaches and her name was Karen and Karen started to work with me and I said, something needs to happen, right? Either I find a rope <laughs> or, <laughs> or we find a way. Okay? Yeah. I, mean, I, did not, I did not like my life. Okay? Mm-hmm. So she, she said, okay. And she started to look into what I had done and she said, well, tell me more about that boss methodology. And then she said, Hey, instead of using the methodology to train consultants, why don't you use the methodology to train business owners themselves? Yeah. Mm. And at first I thought she had fell on her head. I'm like, <laughs> this is, this is, this is private information. This is my intellectual property. I'm not going to share it with the world. Right. And she said, why not? And you know, we went and, 
eventually I tried it. I went out to the world and I, and I started to, to train business owners to think like consultants, right? What does that mm -hmm. mean? It means how do you identify a problem? You know, how do you analyze your business and really identify the source of the problems? And I'm going to tell you right now, 99% of business owners have no idea why they're having the problems they're having. They can mm. feel the consequences. And, it, and they, everybody thinks they know. They're like, they're like oh yeah, that's what it is. That's, that's my problem. Yeah. Most, most of the time, it's a symptom. It's a consequence. It's not the actual cause, right? So I trained, I started to train people how to understand the causes, right? How to analyze their business. Then how to fix that. How to actually bring solutions. How to implement solutions. And then number three, how to make sure that we create stickiness, that not only do we create a solution, but that if I go back two or three years from now, the solution is still being implemented, right? So that's yeah. kind of what consulting is, if you think about it. It's three steps. is identify the problem, create the solutions, and make sure that it sticks. That's what consulting is. So using that understanding, uh, that's what I started to do. And um, because of that, I got invited to speak around the world. I became a, a very prolific speaker today. In the last 10 years, I have I've been very privileged to speak. I've probably spoken in 25, 30 countries. Wow. Um, Europe, Asia, Africa, you name it. I mean, I've been everywhere. And it's been, uh, it's been an amazing, amazing journey. So, so that's kind of the beginning. That's kind of the beginning of what, what I do. Good. <laughs> I'm looking at you because I'm like ready. I'm like, okay, let's dissect this thing. Okay, so there's a couple of things that I definitely want to highlight. And so one of the main first things that from the beginning you were talking about how you dealt with the hotel, you dealt with the restaurant. The key thing that I instantly picked up from that was it doesn't matter what your business is. If you don't have a system, it's not going to work. Absolutely. And so literally we're going to dissect this and you're going to tell us exactly what those key steps are. Yeah. But another thing too, is that you got a coach along the way. Yeah, and huge. so this, that was huge too. And I, I definitely want to highlight that because oftentimes we're running our businesses, we're by ourselves. We're thinking, like you said, we know what's going on. We, we know everything. And then you had to literally stop and get that coach. And so uh, my question comes to, why is it important to have systems? And then also, why is it important to even have a coach to help you see the bigger picture? Well, I have a great answer for that question. <laughs> so why, why, is, why are systems important? It's very important, okay? Yes. It comes down to this. If you don't have any systems, see, what, what systems do is they actually spit out data. Mm -hmm. right? When you have a system, you get to, you get to organize things let me, give, let me give you an example. Let's say you create a procedure, right? That's a system, right? Procedure. Right. Uh, in, uh, a lot of businesses will call them SOPs or standard operating procedure, right? You have right. a standard operating procedure. Well, so now because you have a standard operating procedure, you can actually measure if that procedure is being implemented or not because you have one, right? So you, it gives you data. You're like, okay, procedure is, is implemented only 75% of the time and we're not getting the results. The procedure is implemented. Last week, we implemented the procedure, you know, 100% of the time, and we got much better results. Automatically, you got data. Right. And why is data so important? Because data allows us to make rational decisions. Mm. No data, we make emotional decisions. Mm. And most okay. business owners out there make a lot of freaking emotional decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's why they fail. 
because one day they wake up and their favorite color that day is pink. So everything needs to be pink. And then the next day they wake up and they don't, they don't like pink anymore. They like brown and everything needs to be brown. And then after a year or two years, they've been spinning around and they're, they're stuck in the fog. They have, and they don't even know it because they're just like, oh, I like pink. I like brown. I like yellow. And then, <laughs> right. And then they're making a lot of emotional decisions without even realizing it. And that's, the, that's a sure recipe for failure in business. Because hmm. business is a straight line. You know what I always tell people? Business is, is as simple as putting together a 30-piece a puzzle. You know the puzzles you give your kids when they're like five years old? You know, yes, the, we have like each piece. Each piece is about this big. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's what business is. Business is about, there's probably about 30 to 40 pieces to business. Yeah. And the problem the problems actually appear when you have a business owner who is so delusional. You know, they're holding a piece and it's clearly a corner piece. You can look at it and you're like, okay, this is, it's a corner. Right. But they're trying to force this piece in the middle of the puzzle. They're like, and then jumping on it. They're like, this is where I want it. You're like, but it's a corner piece. Mm, yeah. But they, because they don't have any system, because they don't have any data, they like, this is where I want that piece. And they're, and then you're like, dude, you, you're going to break the puzzle. <laughs> you know? yeah. You're going to break the business. I, uh, and, I, I, yeah. I don't want to cut you off, but it's, it's, it's very interesting. I want to make sure that we highlight. So you mentioned Michael Gerber in the beginning. You mentioned the e-myth. That's extremely important. If you, don't, if you haven't read the e-myth, that's definitely one of my top reads. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I usually list that along with like my top other five books, uh, How to Win Friends, Influence People, all that. But if you're not uh, subscribed to the newsletter, go to the newsletter now, realliferequity.com forward slash newsletter. That'll get you on our book list so that you can see everything that I've read in the past, everything that I'm reading going forward. Yes. So that's that. But here's the deal. You say FYI, systems. F- yeah. FYI. Michael actually wrote a book with, I think, uh, I think the guy's name is Justin also, and he's a real estate expert. So they have the E-Myth for real estate. Oh, I, yeah, met, yeah. I met the guy who wrote the book with, with, uh, with Michael. Yeah, so <laughs> like, they do have an E-Myth for, for real estate investors. So definitely check that out. I have not read that, I'm ashamed to say. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I am going to go definitely check it out now. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, you said systems and operations, procedures, standard operating procedures. You said in order for us to identify as a consultant, the problems in our business, first we have to identify the problem, then we have to create a solution, and then we have to make sure it sticks. So those are the three things that you you said when it came to becoming a consultant in our own business. Now, uh, one of the things that we talked about was, uh, you know, before is, okay, you have done so many things for business owners. I know you had mentioned um, when we were talking how you had put together a, a program um, earlier this month or earlier this quarter, something like that. But then you were talking about the different things that you're doing going forward. Uh, talk to us a little bit about um, not only the program that you're going to put together, but really, if you could run us through, and I'm interested to know two parts. One, run us through how you're, you think about business. And then two, everybody's going to say, okay, well, you know, the systems and procedures are nice, but if I don't have the money, then it doesn't matter. So mm. talk to us about your number one yeah. system for creating okay. income. All right, now, so, so now mute yourself. I'll come back in 15 hours. <laughs> so, I mean, that question is a, it's loaded. a loaded question. It is. Yes. So much I can tell you about this. Okay. Let's take it one step at a time. Okay. okay. So 
I'm going to tell you a kind of, I have created kind of a hierarchy of how you build a business. I call it the sequence of my boss methodology. Okay. You need to be able to identify if you're watching this, you know, you need to identify where you are in that sequence. Okay. And then most people it's, it's, we'll see. So the first step is this at the, at the foundation of a business is the business owner themselves. You need to have adopted a certain profile. Normal, average, ordinary people will never make extraordinary business owners. Normal, average, ordinary people will have normal, average, and ordinary results in life, whether they yeah. own a business or whether they actually have a job. Yeah. So the first thing you have to do is you have to become what I call an outlier entrepreneur. Right? Okay. Why? Well, the term outlier, if you've read the book or you've heard about the term, an outlier mm -hmm. is basically something that sticks out. It's something that actually is self-asserted, right? The term outlier comes from the, the science of mathematics and statistics. It's basically a piece of data that, that is uncorrelated to the rest of the data. Mm. That's an outlier, right? Yeah. And now, if you look at if you speak at the mathematicians, you know, whenever you whenever they analyze trends, you'll have a cluster of data. And then suddenly there's a piece of data that shows up here, mm -hmm. completely outside the cluster. They had to have a name for that. They call that an outlier. That's what an outlier is. Okay? Mm. So in life, if you want to be an extraordinary, if you, if you want to have more results than anybody else, you have to be an outlier. Mm. Because if you are like everybody else, if, if, you just, if your life resembles a lot of the life of your cousin Jerry, you're going to have <laughs> the same kind of results. As your yeah. cousin Jerry. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so if you eat the same food, if you think the same thoughts, if you do the same activities, if you hang out with the same people as Jerry, you're going to have the same life as Jerry. Mm. So the problem is this. By the way, there's nothing wrong with having Jerry's life. Right. I'm sure Jerry's a good guy. Most normal, average, ordinary people are good people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The problems arise when somebody comes to me and they say, Marco, I seek extraordinary results in life. Yeah. I want more than the average person. But, you know, it's Sunday night right now, so I have to watch the football game, drink a couple of Budweiser's, have some chicken wings with my buddies, right? And then live the life of a normal American guy. Okay, well, if you want to live the normal life, you're not going to have extraordinary results. Yeah. Number one thing, okay? So what I did is I could go, by the way, I, this alone could be like a two-hour talk. Yeah, okay? right, I, I could go in detail <laughs> about who that person is. But just to kind of summarize it, it's a self-asserted person. And why do I call it entrepreneur, outlier, entrepreneur, outlier, self-asserted, right? Outlier means somebody who defines their lives based on their own principles, not anybody else. Mm. Okay. Why entrepreneur? Uh, the term entrepreneur, I speak French, right? I'm French Canadian. So the term entrepreneur, it's a French word that means a person who undertakes. Mm. So what do entrepreneurs undertake? Well, they undertake to create solutions for the world. See, a normal person is not trying to create solutions. A normal person wants a paycheck so that they can actually go back home Sunday night, get drink a couple of Budweiser's and watch the, watch the game. Yeah. That's all they want. They, they don't care about saving the world. Yeah. Most yeah. human beings are very happy drinking a couple of Budweiser's, watching a game. That's yeah. good. And there's nothing wrong with that. Please, okay? If you're watching this, there's nothing wrong with that. It only becomes wrong when you want more. You yeah. say, hey, I want to have the, the, the special car. I want to be able to, to take a $30,000 vacation once yeah. a year, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. yeah. But I still want to live the life like my cousin Jerry. Well, that doesn't, there's, there's, a, there's a disconnect. 
I want yeah. to say this before you continue, because this is the theme of our podcast. This yeah. right here is exactly why we started our podcast. Everybody wants to get to heaven, but nobody wants to die. And, you know, ah. that, that's, that's the saying, you know, <laughs> and uh, it's, the, here's the deal. To be an entrepreneur means you take on exact, you undertake an extraordinary amount of risk for extraordinary results. And what you're saying is exactly right. It's not the social media portrayal of entrepreneurship where, you know, you're driving Bentleys and Maseratis and, and Lambos and, you know, you're killing it and you never have any problems. You know, you're always winning. That's not what true entrepreneurship is. True entrepreneurship is an undertaking of tests and trials and tribulations. So I appreciate you telling the truth of that. And yes. outlier alone, if you really think about it from the entrepreneur's perspective, an outlier means you're going to go through an inordinate amount of pain different than a normal person. And if you're going through what normal people go through and you're not going through that one order amount of pain, you're probably not an outlier. You're not. No. You're not. You're normal you're a normal person. But then, yeah. then there's nothing wrong with that. There's right. nothing I wrong agree. with that. Right? And by the way, why entrepreneur also? Because you know, anybody can start a business, right? Bravo, you're a business owner. You're not an entrepreneur. You're a business yeah. owner. Yeah. An yeah. entrepreneur. Mm. And I, I've told so many people that. And it's I mean some people cry. I mean, I've, I remember this woman came to one of my trainings in Florida. She was from uh, Australia. She's watching this. She's going to recognize herself. And she's like, she's been trying, she had been trying to build a successful business and it was going nowhere. Right. And I have a conversation with her and I said, do you want to know why your business is going nowhere? She said, yeah, it's because you're not an entrepreneur. Mm. And I like her entire life was like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. And then suddenly she's like, holy shit, I'm not, a, I'm not even an entrepreneur. You're a business wow. owner. You're not an entrepreneur. She started to cry. Like she, she's like, oh my God. But she said, Marco, you woke me up so much. Like I was not an entrepreneur. I, I, I lived my life like a normal person, mm. but I owned a business. No wonder my business was going nowhere. Because like you said, Justin, it requires an insane amount of work. Yeah. You have to be willing to do what nobody else is willing to do. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Think you just, and by the way, it's harder today than yeah. it was in 1975 yeah. because today everybody wants to own a business. Yeah. You're competing with a lot. And by the way, most people are not entrepreneurs. They own a business. Most business owners are complete morons. Yeah. <laughs> you're competing with morons. Mm. Yeah. What does that yeah. mean? That means that the guy had does, didn't even calculate his numbers. He's trying to sell you a jacket that when you calculate the cost of the jacket, you know, it cost him $200 to put this jacket together. And he's trying to sell it at 195. And you're competing with that guy. And then you're smart enough. You calculate the cost of the jacket. You're like, my jacket costs also $200. So I need to sell it for 275 to, to make a, to make a living. Yeah. And then you're competing with somebody who's trying to sell it at 195. And then your clients are coming to you and say, that guy is selling at 195. And you know, deep down inside of you, that this guy's gonna go out of business at some point, but you still yeah. have to compete with him. So how do you compete with him? Boom, you better freaking understand how to create value, how to separate yourself, how to bring mm -hmm. so much value to your clients. Otherwise, you will never survive. And that's the vast, that's what's going on out there, right? Yeah. Even the smart entrepreneurs cannot survive because mm. there's too much competition and there's moron, morons out there. That moron, Excuse them, my French, but that's true, right? They're morons. No, I'm all like, he's yeah, trying to do is he's trying to pay his rent. <laughs> he's like, man, I run a stupid business. My my product is inferior. The quality of my customer service is inferior. Nobody wants to buy from me, but I still have to pay my rent. So that jacket that cost me two hundred dollars to make, I'm gonna sell for one seventy five or one ninety five, just so I can have money coming in, so I can pay my rent. Yeah. Hmm. He's digging yeah. himself in a bigger and bigger and bigger hole. 
but he's not even aware of that. Well, mm. I don't really care for him. I just care for him because he's your competitor. Oh, and that makes your life a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, wow. There's uh, a lot of morons out there. Um. <laughs> There's a lot of morons in a business. Well, I, people, you know, think about it. What does it, what does it take to actually start a business? You go to the you go to the your your county clerk's office and you get a license. Right. You and everyone is doing that. Yeah. You know, you spend $35, you got yourself a business license. That's right. Whoop de doo. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so I mean, you don't need you don't need you don't need to have graduated the uh, grade two. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so so let's I mean to bring it home, because I know we, uh, you know, we try to. I, I, I just, I, I, we can go for a long time talking about this. We'll bring it home in five minutes. In five go minutes, ahead. something like that. <laughs> but here's we'll what I wanted that. to, I wanted to get around to. So, uh, there's entrepreneurs and there's business owners, and what you talked about, that's extremely important. Um, and I, I mean, I guess you know, you don't even really think about it. But if you're living a normal life, you're probably a business owner. If you're living an extraordinary, an inordinate life, then you're probably living as a entrepreneur, and that. That's good and bad. Um, I'm learning that on the good side where you're living in abundance and on the bad side where you have to grind it out for 18, 18, 19, 20, 21 hours a day, you know, you're staying up, you're prepared to stay up for 30. I mean, I've heard it all. So, Mm -hmm. um, but here's the reality. We, we want to always leave with some level of actionable steps. And we had talked about over the phone, how you, I want you to lead me, but how can we take what you have just said and put it into an actionable step. Now you made a really bold claim on the phone, but we're not going to try to squeeze in, you know, 30 or 40 minutes worth of mm-hmm. uh, business troubleshooting in this little segment. I don't even remember which bold claim because I make bold <laughs> claims. This is kind of my life. But I believe you. And that's why I wanted to make sure the second part of the question was to get you to what you're going to do because the bold claim was that you can help just about any business owner see the light. And I think you said you have, you're going to do a 14 day, or was it 21 day, three weeks, yeah. something oh, like right. that? So you talked about that. So let me tell you about that. So basically what I did is, you know, all my events have been canceled because of this coronavirus. So I was yeah. sitting at home. After about a week of sitting at home, I'm like, hey, what am I going to do? So I reached out to my community on Facebook and I said, hey guys, I'd love to, if you guys are challenged right now, if you own a business and you don't know what to do, I think I'm going to put together some sort of a course. If you guys are interested, say I am. So I created a group, 500 people said I'm interested. So I basically built that group and I sat down and I said, okay. And I created this 12 day training and I give it away for free, right? For 12 days, I was meeting with these people once a day for like an hour, two hours. We were discussing exactly what needs to happen to, to turn around a business, who you need to be, everything, leadership, marketing, um, uh, accounting. I mean, everything you have to do right now to survive this crisis. Right. So we put this group together. At the end of 12 days, some people were crying. They're like, Marco, you, you have saved my business. Like literally without this, I don't think I'd be in business right now. There's a few people who said that. Some people said, you know, the, to be able to actually hang out with you every morning and to feel your motivation, to feel that you're there for me, that you're giving me the tools. It was like the beginning of my day. It was like amazing. So we had people from all over the world doing that. And I decided that those were my friends, but I decided, yeah. you know, I think I'm going to repeat the experience. Hmm. So you're watching this right now. What we're doing is we're, I created another group and you can go to the COVID-19 recovery.com, the COVID-19 recovery.com or the COVID recovery.com. Right. So both of them. So I don't know. Sometimes we're running it on one website. Sometimes we're running it on the other website. Okay. 
But these are the two websites that I'm running the campaign through. You said that the covidrecovery.com? Yeah, the covidrecovery.com and the covid19recovery.com, right? And um, so what we're doing is we're going to start relaunching this. Now, the, the truth is that since you and I spoke, I was supposed to launch it a couple of weeks ago. I ran into some snags with uh, my advertisement on, uh, on YouTube because mm-hmm. the Google don't have all their employees. So we, we have a snag. We're trying to promote this on YouTube and it's not working and it's just, I'm, I have a budget and then the budget is not even getting spent. Mm-hmm. So now my marketing team is connecting with YouTube, tr- trying to figure out why is it that you're not spending the money that we want to spend? Right. So we're not able to attract enough people. So it's been delayed a little bit, which is probably good for your viewers. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do this. I'll do it at least one more time, maybe a couple more times. Um, and um, it's 100% free. In fact, I don't even want people's names. Okay, that's how free it is. Wow. All we need is you come in, you put in your email address, and we'll send you the link. That's it. That's all we need. Okay. I, I don't even care about people's names. Yeah. This is not, this is not about trying to sell them anything. This is about giving them a lot of information yeah. so that they can actually really do something about their business. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. And, uh, so I, the COVID recovery, the COVID-19 recovery.com that's the COVID-19 recovery.com or the COVID recovery.com. The COVID recovery. The COVID-19 and then yeah. the COVID recovery.com. Now it's free. So there's always some level of value add at the end that may need to be done. Now I am a big fan of asking for more help. So that's where that coaching comes in. If Mm -hmm. you decide, Hey, I want some extra help. He's going to more than likely have some level of extra help, but here's the deal. We don't get into these things to just make money. We do it to make an impact. Yeah. And when you make an impact, people raise their hand because of the value that you've added. We're not dumb in today's age. This is all information. So I just want to reassure everyone. I've talked to Marco offline as well as now. This isn't, uh, you know, oh, there's some kind of trick to this because he's going to teach me what I need to know in business. And then he's going to, you know, punch me in the face with a $3,000 offer. That's not what you, the whole goal is. There's, like no, right there's, now, no, there's no trick. There's no yeah, trick. Now, will there be an offer at the end? Probably. There was one for my clients, for my friends. There was an yes. offer. And it's, it's not going to be the same offer. Will right. I make an offer? Some groups I will, some, some group I won't. I don't know. The it's, point it, is, there's, though, there's a dynamic. Making, there's a dynamic. Yes. You're making the offer. And the, the goal is we're all in a tremendous amount of uncertainty right now. Yeah. And the leaders lead right now. They're the ones in the front putting out content that's valuable. They're putting out content that's in many cases free so that they, the, they're doing their part. They're entrepreneurs. They're undertaking their responsibility to help the recovery happen right now. Yeah. This is your stimulus I'm going to tell, tell you something, Justin. Okay. I'm going to tell you something. One of my participants, I had 500 participants. Okay. One of the participants, this is what he told me at the end. He called me personally. He said, this is insane what you just did. He said, Marco, I have spent, I, have, I bought every course that Tony Robbins offers. Wow. He said, there's another guy who travels around the world. His name is JT Fox. He says, I have spent over $100,000 with JT Fox. I've gone to a lot of seminars in my whole life. Okay? He said, I have never seen anybody give as much valuable, applicable information for free in my life. He said, I have paid thousands and tens of thousands of dollars for courses where I didn't have as much information as I received from you for free in those two weeks. Mm. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, this is, yeah. this is, this is, this, this, this is as much as I can give, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just yeah. in two weeks, you yeah. know? Yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm real passionate about, I'm real passionate about what you're, you're doing. And the reason why I'm so passionate, I get nothing from this. My goal, whole yeah. goal, my whole gain is when somebody real recognizes real, you know, that's what I used to say back in the day, you know, real recognize real. So you can recognize somebody who's really doing the thing and they're really putting out valuable content. I know why I do what I do. I'll sit on the yeah. phone with somebody for 30 and 45 minutes to try to help them advance their business. Yeah. And you're doing the same thing. So I'm really passionate. When somebody says, hey, I'm going to undertake a responsibility and I'm going to try to help the recovery in the best way that I know how with the entrepreneurs who are going through, I'm all about promoting that. So um, yeah. again, it's the COVID19recovery.com or the COVIDrecovery.com. Yeah. Marco, with the last little bit of time we have, um, wrap up some summary items uh, for us to just kind of take until we can get on this this course for ourselves. So I'm, I'm going to take what I'm going to take what you just said right now. Okay, I'm going to take this. I'm going to tell you something, Justin. When society elevates you to a position of authority, like okay. you two have been elevated, like I have been elevated, and then there's a crisis in the world. Yeah, we have a responsibility. Yes. to hold the flag. I don't know if you mm-hmm. served in the military, but I did in Canada. And I'm going to tell you something, okay? In a battle, during the battle, one of the most important positions is the guy who holds the flag up. Mm-hmm. He can get shot in the leg. He can get shot in the arm. He needs to keep that, fly, that flag flying. Because the moment the flag falls, the battle is over. Mm-hmm. Well, it's your job and it's my job right now to make sure that this, the flag flies. Right? Yeah. So if I owned a bakery right now, I would probably open my doors and say, guys, here's free bread for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't own a bakery. I own, I'm a management turnaround expert. So I'm opening up the door, the barn doors and say, guys, this is as much as I can give you with, while still being able to stick, stay in business. You right. understand? Yeah. So I think that's my role. I think that's your role. And I think that's, I think we have a very, very important role right now in this world. And then I'm doing the best that I can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing is um, that I've noticed since we've been in this pandemic is that a lot of people reacted and they're still reacting and they need help with just leveling out. (laughs) They just need help with leveling out. They're they're just like fireworks. Like, okay, this happened. Let me do this. This happened. Let me do that. And they just need help leveling out. And I believe that what you're going to offer is definitely going to be very valuable. You know, I'm ready to tune in to what the information is because I believe any entrepreneur who's willing to continue to learn and pour knowledge into themselves can also be open up, open themselves up to continue to gain something else new to better themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, you know what you just did, Keisha, you just summarized exactly what I mean by an outlier entrepreneur. You you see, it doesn't matter what the, what situation the world is in. See, before these people were overwhelmed and they were whatever words you use to describe it. You say, you know, they were reacting and they were overwhelmed. And right. now we're in a crisis. They're reacting and they're overwhelmed. Right. See, what makes a successful business, the foundation of a successful business, is not whether you know how to market your, your, your widgets on Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the foundation is what kind of a person are you? Mm-hmm. When, the, yeah. when the poo-poo eats the, uh, hits the fan, are you going to freak out or are you going to roll up your sleeves? That the kind of person you are and everybody thinks they're perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But statistically speaking, 
96% of businesses will fail in the first 10 years. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you because I have worked with thousands of business owners, the vast majority of the time a business fails, is, it's not because of they don't know about marketing or accounting, it's because of who they are. They mm. lack the flexibility to adapt to an unforeseen situation. Mm. That's it. It's pretty much always the reason why businesses fail. You know, I would like to, I think this is a good opportunity to just put out there, Marco, I think that it would be beneficial for yourself and us to follow up with another conversation, possibly a Facebook Live or YouTube, however we want to do it, because I think there's so much more that can be said yeah. from this. And I just, you know, if you like that offer, we can plan that. But I I'm think open. that would be beneficial to our audience yeah. and yours. Yeah. Especially now I'm home, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I, like yesterday I did a radio show uh, and a podcast. I mean, Right now, I do so many of these interviews because I'm home. You know, so I'm, yeah. just, I'm just making myself available. Yeah. You know, I'm not getting paid. Uh, or am I? Am I getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no, know, but I'm doing this for free, guys. Because right. I love it. You know, I think I think people need to hear these. People need to hear these these messages, and then that's yeah. So, with that being said, uh, you summarized. If you didn't catch it, the number one thing for business owners, entrepreneurs, is to work on themselves first. Mm -hmm. It begins in your head. Um, yeah. And uh, I can say that uh, I agree 100%. Not that it matters, but you know, it always begins in your head. And I've been thinking about that every day for the last several years, but especially going through what is considered my first uh, recession, the yeah. last recession that I went through, I was in the military, so I didn't, it didn't count. I mean, like, and I say it doesn't count. It didn't count for me because I didn't feel it. I was right. out to sea. So, I mean, it, right, right, I didn't right, know right, anything. Right. Tell them how they can get a hold of you. Uh, and then again, we'll, we'll make sure we put in the show notes exactly where to get a hold of the course. We'll make sure we put it in the newsletter. So yes. if you, again, if you're not subscribed to the newsletter, go to realliferalequity.com forward slash newsletter. Uh, Marco, tell them how they can get a hold of you. So it's very easy, okay? Marco Lincoln, Marco Twitter, <laughs> Marco Facebook, <laughs> dot com, dot com, dot com. Right. Marco Instagram, dot com. Okay, so I there own all of those, okay? Okay. That's the easiest way. But that, actually, the easiest, easiest way, you Google my name. You just Google Marco, M-A-R-C-O, Robert, R-O-B-E-R-T. And then you'll see, I mean, I, I've been, I've been, I've been on this, I've been around for a long time. There's yeah. tons and tons of pictures, articles I've written, videos, uh, interviews like that, that I've done, uh, uh, pictures of me with, uh, everywhere around the world. So just Google Marco Robert. My website is MarcoRobert.com. So you'll find me. It's very, very easy to find me. Awesome. Yeah. With that being said, um, thank you for being on the show and we will see everyone again next week. Yes. You guys take care. Thank you for listening to real life, real equity podcast. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.